0: this week on this week learn fall who wears short shorts i wear short shorts <laughs> Welcome to This Week in Blurn's Ball. She's bit like a steakhouse, but she handles like a bistro. Let's just split the checks and go home. Is that fragment? Uh, I was going to sing L E E L A Leela, Lila, but we would be sued by the kinks. We would. <laughs> but with that said, welcome to the off season. I am your co host, Ben Bloom. With me, as always, co host, executive producer. And critical thinker, Jacob Morris. I am a critical thunker. You thunked it critically, and you just kept getting stabbed. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Ah, so many stab wounds. I uh, know. In addition to being the offseason, it's also award season. Bust out yeah. your cocks. Suit up, Ted. Oh, man, that's right. We have uh, our first batch of awards is including just Rawlings deciding, you know what, we're, we're just going to go to St. Louis, just leave all our inventory there and not care about anyone else. Five. Count them, five. Gold gloves to the Cardinals. Pretty impressive. <laughs> Most by any team ever in a single season. Of course. Again, you wonder how they got into the playoffs. Um, yeah, pretty stellar defense. Stellar defense, timely offense, good pitching. Also, you know that 17-game winning streak. Yeah, I feel like that helped a lot, and they still fire their manager. Yep, because he wouldn't analyticize. Well, you know, numbers is hard. Numbers be hard. Numbers be very hard. And we have some early hardware for the Toronto Blue Jays, with Vladdy Guerrero Jr. earning the Henry Aaron Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. It's the first Ed you Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Performance in the Field of Excellence. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary defines excellence as the quality of or being like excellent. You didn't do your Dred Tatum there. <laughs> oh, no, because that was Joe Frazier. Oh, that's right. It was Joe Frazier before they started parodying him, with, before they started parodying Tyson with dread Tatum. Yeah, they actually had a uh, Joe Frazier appearance. (laughs) But yeah, and then the list of, you know, MVP finalists is also out. And the Blue Jays had two MVP finalists, the presumptive Cy Young Award winner, 191 games. I'd say, wow, they made the playoffs. And you have the potential manager of the year not getting an (laughs) odd manager of the year. You have... Multiple gold glove candidates not getting gold gloves, and you beat the Yankees and the Rays in the playoffs. Uh, uh, uh. It's a weird year. It's a weird sport. <laughs> it is a weird sport. I, I do maintain <laughs> if the Jays had played their whole season in Toronto, they'd have made the playoffs. That is true, but that didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> uh and Marcus Siman takes C-Man. C-Man. Uh, takes home the gold glove at second base. His first gold glove of his career. Uh, first he's year getting, playing second. <laughs> he's getting paid. This he is getting paid. I mean, can will the Blue Jays be able to afford him and Robbie Ray Cyrus? Last I mean, year, yes. This yes. year, <laughs> I mean, also yes, because they're owned by one of the richest companies in North America. Yeah, but who's but will running they be that going company to pay? Yeah, I feel like some of their money is going to be tied up for a BN. Things are looking a little crispy. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, you know, I figure Robbie Ray is somewhere between 15 and 20 million. C uh, Seaman's between 25, 20 and 25. They can afford both. You'd think so. <laughs> Ampersand says yes as well. <laughs> Ampersand agrees. There we go. It's our first chime in from Ambers and the Puppy, our (coughs) podcast mascot and surprise commentator. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, it's nice that we actually have some baseball news to talk about because we've gotten some extreme fan reaction to the announcement of our bracket. Let's hear it. So, I'm not going to reveal their (coughs) identity. I will simply refer to them as Cousin Cram. Ah, no, that's too obvious. Uh um, <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's say let's say Mark A. No, that's too obvious. Um M Altwerger. No, that's that's, that's, the, that's the citizen. Oh, alien transmission. And we're back with us this unauthorized time skip brought to you by Molten Boron. Nobody does it like Molten Boron. So we had an interstellar transmission coming through. So now that that has been dealt with, yeah. Let's get back to our hate mail. Yes, from Cousin Bark. Yes. So, again, leads with I continue to enjoy your podcast, which is great longtime listener and is paying attention to us. I should tell you though, that I will be unapologetically skipping past the bracket discussion portions for the next few weeks. Heading into this year's tournament, remind me of some of the more questionable calls in last year's tragically rigged event. And apparently I'm still upset. I prefer it when we're we're friends with each other. So I think it's best to avoid this foreseeable conflict by skipping that segment. He also wished me a happy birthday. So again, as as our official podcast lawyer i responded with it's an unstated goal of the show to be twice as corrupt as fifa and the ioc while maintaining a muppet like innocence but indeed it is still a work in progress sounds like an excellent response yeah plus some yeah. other like family stuff and you know like wishing everyone well and he has an adorable child who is still adorable oh <laughs> an adorable child but is Very the adorable good. child as adorable as podcast mascot, Ampersand the Puppy? Again, this is a family thing. Yeah, in the words of Don Toretto, you never go against the family. <laughs> never go against the family. And also in the words of Don Toretto, I am Groot. <laughs> Don Toretto is Groot? Oh my god! My whole world is shaken! There is the crossover event that, you know, the folks at Warner Brothers are too scared to do. I am Groot, family. I am Groot, family. I am Groot, family. Family. Superman. Iron Giant, what are you doing here? You're gonna have 25 grown men crying. Just let me know when you're at the 78 minute mark. (laughs) Uh, That movie's an instant crier. Yep. And speaking of John Cryer, let's go to our fictional athlete bracket. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Who will be crowned the greatest fictional athlete? Neither of us. No, because we're real peoples. Yes, because we think we're people. <laughs> we're peoples. So, are we going to work our way in from the corners again? Uh, let's work our way in from the corners. So, this week, we're going with the winner of our play-in game, Adam Sandler's uh, version of the, uh, the Longest Yard. The Longest Yard. I can never remember the character's name. He's just Adam Paul Crew. Paul Crew. Paul Wrecking Crew against Johnny Utah from, Port, from Point Break is our first matchup. And so let's let's again. You think Point Break isn't that a movie about bank robbing surfers wearing president masks? It is, but it's also a movie about former Ohio State quarterback Johnny Utah joining the FBI, learning how to surf from um, oh, what was what was the actor's name? Laurie something? Laurie Petty, yes, yes, learning how to surf. And from of, Petty, and then also yeah. jumping out of airplanes. Yeah. So Johnny Utah, a multidisciplinary athlete, who also says "Vaya con Dios," Patrick Swayze. I don't think he says it to Patrick Swayze. He says it to whatever the character's name is. But God, how many times does how many times does Keanu Reeves play a football player? I, I think pretty sure Keanu Reeves. Like again, we saw him in Young Blood play a French Canadian goalie. We saw him in The Matrix essentially invent kung fu. Um in Bill and Ted, he... we saw him in the replacements, yeah. Shane Falco, who will appear later on in this bracket. Um, I'm pretty sure in John Wick he was like a high lie player at one point, yeah, and a bookbinder. Yes, the book of souls. Uh also, I went back to the movie theater this week. Oh, what'd you see? Dune. Ooh, uh, was it spicy? It was The Spice Must Flow. Uh, also, so many big names in it. But seeing the trailer for The Matrix on the big screen. Ooh. And the Batman on the big screen. So exciting. Oh, man. Those, those are going to be movies. hmm Back when movies were movies. Back when movies were movies and cookies were cookies. Yes. Speaking of Gary Busey and that nonsensical train of thought, Gary Busey busey's all over this movie it's amazing it really is uh but we've got adam sandler who we discussed uh, his uh merits as paul wrecking crew last week yeah again mobile quarterback rallies the, the entire prison to his side against james cromwell and william fichtner avenges chris rock's murder um and again embraces unconventional football tactics like schoolyard bullshit, bringing in Burt Reynolds as a a backup, Um, like doing it himself when his line quits on him because they think he's throwing the game and he kind of sort of was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but Johnny Utah is a multiple sport athlete. Multiple sport athlete, yes. But if you think about Paul Crew and he was – If Paul Crew was thrown out of the league for shaving points, is it entirely possible that the person he was shaving points with was uncut gems? Whoa! I think we have the SSU, the Sandler Cinematic Universe. Cinematic spelled incorrectly because it's out of Sandler. Yes. There is definitely a Sandler Cinematic Universe out there. And is it entirely possible that Paul Crew... Was playing in college against Bobby Boucher. Good Lord, I—I I mean, it's all connected. It's all connected because I don't know if Shane Falco and Johnny Utah ever crossed paths. Maybe after he leaves the FBI, Johnny Utah rebrands as Shane Falco and then meets <laughs> Gene Hackman. I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm just a critical thinker here. They're all connected. It's all connected, MCU style. I know, just everything. Like, Charlie Kelly, with the (laughs) string. But, taking into account who is the greater athlete, and that's all we're asking here, not what's the best movie, who's the best athlete, my vote is Johnny Utah due to his multi-sport prowess. I feel like his success at multiple levels, too, is something that's commendable, where we never exactly see Paul Crewe outside of a, uh, a crooks versus cons game. I feel like we got, I think we got to go. I think we must say via con Dios to Adam Sandler and put Keanu through. Johnny Utah. You are moving on. Oh man. Johnny Utah versus Willie Mays. Hayes. That oh, is one heck of a second round. That is a match up. Jumping down to the bottom of the left side of the bracket. We've got Vince LaSalle from recess against Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. Okay, so here is the discussion. The whole reason we had this bracket was Vince LaSalle, the fourth grader from recess, undisputed greatest athlete of his generation. Absolutely. Excelled at every sport. Kicked a kickball to the moon. Yeah, to the moon. To the moon. To the moon. Again, and even the games they make up because they're fourth graders at recess, he excels at. He can play any sport. He even thwarted James Woods' evil plan for trying to destroy summer vacation. Yeah. In the greatly underappreciated Recess Schools Out movie, which also introduced me to the music of hair. Let the sunshine. So I represent the estate of all these hippies. Damn it. Lousy uh, thinking hippies became yuppies. and then those yuppies became millennials. I think, yeah, so that's how it works. Yeah, that's totally how it works. But he's going up against a legitimate murderer in Yvonne Drago. I will destroy you, he's made of iron. I know, I know Dolph Lundgren's Swedish and Arnold Schwarzenegger's Austrian, but it's easier to just do one voice. What are you doing? I got the punch rocky now. Man, I'd have paid to see Arnold in a Rocky movie. Again, I'm pretty sure they wanted to get Arnold, but he wouldn't, like, take a pay cut. So they brought in Dolph Lundgren, who is like... Dolph Lundgren, by the way, he's a PhD. Yeah, pretty huge dude. Also a, a, you know, degree in, I want to say astrophysics? Or like molecular, not gastronomy, biology, like something. Something crazy like that. I must break you. So again, we look at Ivan Drago's backstory. He's coming from the Soviet Union. Remember, Rocky Four is the movie where Sylvester Stallone ends the Cold War. Yeah, because they all fight. They all cheer for Rocky, and he if stands can change, up. You can change. We can all change. I fight for me. <laughs> yeah, so because ultimately, Ivan Drago throws off the yoke of Soviet oppression and fights for his <clears> own <throat> pride as he gets pummeled. And that movie had so many steroids. Like, oh, my God. Uh, Sylvester Stallone looked like a triangle. triangle. I know. And Ivan Drago looked like a rhombus, slightly sideways. (laughs) So, again, he comes in undefeated amateur record, Olympic golds, and they're introducing him to the American, like, boxing world, which mattered in the 1980s. And for some reason, he fights Apollo Creed, Who's well I think Apollo Creed better survive that fight if he hadn't done the four-minute dance routine to living in America. Again, they call James Brown the hardest-working man in show business. It requires effort. They give him a blankie afterwards because he's tired. Living in America. Won't you? Won't you? Add, add. <sighs> living yeah, in- I'm, I'm tired pantomiming it. Yeah. And again, when they go to touch gloves, just his glove doesn't move. He is a whole different dude. But and we have a controversy here. Yes. The steroids. Well, here's the thing. A Soviet athlete without steroids isn't really a Soviet athlete. It's like a tree falling and the tree was genetically modified. Mm, that's true. But what if we juiced up Vince LaSalle? Well, you see, I feel like that would be corrupting a literal fourth-grade child. <coughs> Thank you, Andy. Yes. So again, but we're also looking on merit here. We saw the train, the dueling training montages to Hearts on Fire. Oh, Rocky yeah. is training that movie in is Siberia. Forty like percent montage. It, it's got to be a montage. It's got to be a montage. Anyway, so Rocky's training in Siberia. He's running through snow. He's lifting logs. He's literally shouldering a yoke from like an oxen (laughs) thing. He's grabbing pictures off mirrors and crumpling them up. (sighs) Whereas Drago is in the most high-tech Soviet space facility. Like the kind of shit Reagan was like, well, we got to get Star Wars. Like that's the, that's where Ivan Drago is training. He's running laps. He's punching like, uh, like, uh, speed bags off the wall. He's doing the crazy arm bend thing as all of the numbers go up with the with the fun Russian letters. He's getting injections, like big old old timey injections. Like, and again, this is the kind of stuff. It's the reason why, when you know the Russians boycott the Olympics, Krusty personally stands to lose six hundred million dollars. Oh, I guarantee you, <laughs> I will personally spit in every fiftieth Krusty burger. I like those odds. But here's the thing: in an unsanctioned, unapproved, no belt on the line, no money on the line match, Drago loses to Rocky Balboa, who, what, five years ago wasn't a person. Rocky Balboa has a terrible record. Yeah, I mean, if you look, well, if you're counting his amateur record, forget forgetting his amateur record, he loses in Rocky One, he wins in Rocky Two. He then wins eight, you know, the soft fights before Clubber Lang beats him. He then beats Clubber Lang and retires. Then, again, unsanctioned bout beats Ivan Drago. Rocky's given record, uh, as quoted in Rocky Balboa, the 2006 movie, is 57 wins with 54 knockouts, twenty-three losses, and one draw. Well, again, you You kind of expect that given the amount of, you know, like amateur low-level fighting he was doing in the lead up to the the first Rocky movie. He also beats Tommy the Machine Gun in a street fight and then tells, you know, Lucius Sweet, you know, like, where are you going to sue me? Yeah. But again, so this guy beats the pride of Soviet Union and then subsequently the Soviet Union collapses through no contribution from Mikhail Gorbachev at all. So, someone who loses an empire versus a fourth grader with multi sport capabilities and the ability to thwart James Woods. I mean, <laughs> I gotta go Vince LaSalle here. Yeah, it seems like it's Vince. Yeah, and also, if anyone saw Creed 2, you know, things don't work out so great for the Drago family. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, so, did you know there was a plan to have um, Clover Lang show up as a commentator in Creed? Oh, that would have been so cool. They just couldn't negotiate it. Uh, I pity those fools. <laughs> I pity those fools. So, we've got the all-Vince matchup on the bottom half of the left side of the bracket. Vince LaSalle against Vince Howard. Oh, man, that is a battle of the Vinces. I mean... <laughs> Yes, Andy. Vince Carter is not involved in this bracket. Oh, Vince Carter! He's not a fictional athlete; just his effort was fictional. <laughs> 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 so, going across the bracket, we now go to my favorite matchup of the opening rounds: the Everyman face-off. Crash Davis from Bulverum versus Pete Lafleur from Dodgeball. So this is a tough one. Crash it it Davis, is. Crash Davis holds the all-time minor league home run record, but it's just that—the minor league home run record. Pete Lafleur is the American Dodgeball Association of America champion, and he took a team of literal average joes to the finals. As doable on ESPN eight. The Ocho. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> It is a bold strategy, Andy. Um, and Cotton and Pepper, like the best commentary duo. And again, you, you got to think though, where does Pete Lafleur's gambling on the ADAA final? Th- does that just dis- does that disqualify him? Does that make him a genius? He bet on his own team. But so did Pete Rose. Allegedly. Reportedly. Supposedly, <laughs> again, when you're going up against evil Ben Stiller, you can put some money on the line because <laughs> the briefcase—I <laughs> don't know what you've seen in the movies—but a hundred thousand dollars doesn't look as much as you think it does. <laughs> oh man! And again, one of like the all-time great Vince Bond performances, where he plays it perfectly, perfectly straight. straight. The whole and that, that Lance Armstrong appearance really changes in uh, modern context. It, yeah. It it it, it 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 dates the film, certainly back when we all loved Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Remember when we all loved Lance Armstrong? <laughs> Again, on the surface, it seems like a great story. Dude survives cancer, goes and wins a bunch of bicycle things. Yeah. Yeah. Still amazing, like to like like persevere through cancer. That is like that that you can't take away from him. You can take away the Tour de France titles, but yeah, everybody was cheating. It, it's so true. It's again, you're riding a bicycle. I want to ride by my my bicycle. I want to, I want ride, to ride my ride bike. bike. I want to ride. Queen had two bicycle themed songs. Why? Wait, what was the? Oh right, that Bottom Girls. There you go. They make the rock and world go round. Oh, my God. Andy used his hands to eat a cookie. He did. He's a dog. That is so cool. We're getting off topic here. One of the foundational baseball movies, the player to be named later in Bull Durham, again, he has an outsized impact on the career of Eddie Calvin, Nuke Lelouch. He also gets himself thrown out of games for calling the umpire the one thing you can't call an umpire. <laughs> yep. But he can hit the ball and he can call a game and he can command an infield. Again, prototypical veteran catcher. Journeyman gonna, veteran catcher, yeah. And he's going to manage the Visalia Oaks at the end of it with Susan Sarandon, which, again, isn't that what we all want out of life? To manage a minor league baseball team with Susan Sarandon? I mean, yes. Yeah, but again, we, we can't ask for much more out of life. But again, like the, like, the Zeppo marks in a movie of crazy dodgeball nonsense, ah, such a good movie. It is. And again, remember, we're asking not what is the best movie. We did that bracket already. We did. We're asking who is the best athlete. So I think... What I got to come down to is Pete LaFleur wins the tiebreaker. Blindfolded, dodges the ball... And then hits Ben Stillman. But again, minor league home run record, longevity impact on what is, who is presumably a Cy Young winning Tim Robbins. I feel like those intangibles combined with athletic prowess for me, again, both are great leaders. Both are like transformative pieces that make the whole greater than the sum of their parts. I got to give the edge to Crash Davis though, just for consistency and longevity. That's fair. We never see what happens in the next year's ADAA championship. Do the Absent out- sure. Shows come back and defend? Well, no, because most sequels of great, you know, mid thousands movies never pan out so well. Fair enough. I think we I give mean, it the edge to Crash Davis. I feel like I feel like Pete LaFleur, Congratulations! Enjoy your life as you know. The, um, average the Average Joe's Jim. Yeah, again, he's got a good thing. And if Pete LaFleur heard about this bracket, he'd probably say, wait, why is there a bracket? <laughs> so Crash Davis, you are taking on Marty McFly, which is
1: what That's we want. the wanted power, our,
0: love, love. Uh, uh, Huey Lewis, <laughs> great cameo in that movie. Okay, which takes us up to the top corner. Kate Veach from Dodgeball as well against Brandon Con- Conlan from Warrior. Now, which one was this in Warrior? Was this one? I think we're confused here. Was this the... This is Joel Edgerton. This is Joel Edgerton. Okay. So he's he's the older brother who is who enters into this crazy MMA tournament to win money for his family and then faces off against his brother, Tom Hardy, in... The final and then it's like super emotional and super like it's 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 a fucking heavy movie but it is like one of I don't know how many MMA movies there are but this is clearly the greatest one there's this one and there's the Kevin James one okay so this is the greatest one yes and then you also have Christine Taylor as the ace on average shows with the like with the window under it um, yes oh man remember steve the pirate <laughs> i remember steve the pirate oh man alan tudyk everybody alan friggin tudyk and you had justin long playing himself you had oh what's i, I love this actor he plays charles boyle's dad he plays uh, barry's handler on barry oh yes let's let's pull up let's pull up the uh, imdb it was a good movie it was a really good movie. but again you we have the winner of the Invitational MMA championship Stephen Root Stephen Root is the guy we're thinking of who I rages am root? out. I am root <laughs> and of course Hank Azaria as a young pet Joe Huber. and don't forget the Dun well dodge dive duck and dodge. With the late, great late Torn as old patches. He died the way he wanted to. Crushed Irish by a Irish neon sign? Irish sign. <laughs> exactly, Andy. Exactly. So, again, we got to go athletic prowess here. We have an MMA champion and we have a dodgeball champion. Dodgeball champion with softball skills. MMA champion with feelings. I mean, we've got two champions here. It's a battle of the champions, if you will. Yes. But again, the question I always wonder is, can, can a dodgeball champion succeed at MMA, and can an MMA champion succeed at dodgeball? No. The answer to both is no. Yeah, no. They're, they're very specific at their own sports. So this is a tough one. I think this is the toughest one we've had so far. Yeah, because again... How far do the average Joes get without Christine Taylor? Oh, out in the first round. Yeah. Again, they barely <laughs> beat the Girl Scouts, who were disqualified for steroid use. They lost to the Girl Scouts, who were disqualified for steroid use. Exactly. So, no Christine Taylor, no no Dodgeball Championship. And th- those, that's some pretty intangible intangibles. Those are some very intangible intangibles. And then, of course, Justin Long disappears to go in a cheerleading competition and almost misses the finals, so there's a lot going on. And William Shatner's in this movie. And so is Chuck Norris. What do you think, Chuck Norris? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Such a good fucking movie. (laughs) And again, in Warrior, um, the entire movie is, like, just this messed up family dynamic and you want Joel Edgerton to get Tom Hardy, like, to just like just to be okay and the only way to do that is evidently by him pulling his arm out of his shoulder I don't know who to give this one to I no, honestly really. do not know we're 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 in a, I think we got to go movie by movie intangibles at this point we got we got like head to head athlete wise like we're pretty locked in like championship you know like wider influence well, I think in terms of wider influence of the film, it's Dodgeball. Oh, yeah. Like, Warrior was a one and done. Dodgeball, like, the amount of... its a, It's got a cult following. It is. It has. And again, that movie came out in 04. That set the table for the rest of that generation of... Sports comedies. Yes. And again... I mean, they still have ESPN 8, the Ocho Day, every year on ESPN 2. August 8th, 8-8, the Ocho. I think we've made our decision. I'm sorry, Joel Edgerton. We're moving on with dodgeball. We are going on. We are going Christine Taylor versus Clubber Lang in the next round. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This this is shaking out exactly as we all totally didn't anticipate. No, it's exactly as we anticipated. Yes. Oh, man, this this is enjoyable. This has been fun. This has been fun. We have so many fucking movies to go through. It's a big bracket. Thankfully, so, it'll take us right through to next season. You're damn right. And I, I, I'm i already excited for next year. We're starting to see some free agent. Uh, we're seeing qualifying offers coming out. We're seeing people staying. We're seeing people going. I, I want to see some moves. Like let, let, Let's get some signings already. <laughs> Let's do it. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> so, interesting question. You think Robbie Ray takes the qualifying offer? 18 million for one year. 18 million for one year. Then he can't be qualified again. If he has another I, year like this year, he gets paid. I still think he gets paid this year, though. Yeah, but he can get a lot more if he repeats this year but what if he doesn't? Mm, that's fair. I mean yeah, it's he's it, the it, one guy that I think might take it. Yeah, I mean, how old is he? 31. I mean, that that's that's a guarantee 30. Ah. He turned 30 mm. on October at the end of the season. So that's a guaranteed life-altering amount of money, $18 million. Yeah. Actually, I believe it's a little over $18 million this year. Does he – and and then it boils down to – It depends on yourself, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, he could take take his annual salary from between 18 and 20 to between 20 and 25. Oh, easily. I mean – Seattle, I feel like, would be the team that would just give him 27 over, like like 27 a year for three years. Oh, absolutely. If if he could repeat, and I don't see any reason why he couldn't repeat. That's right, Andy, he could repeat. Um, Who knows? Yeah, again, it's going to be really interesting to see because... I mean, not to start pulling in too many threads, but does does the Rogers thing put any doubt into players' minds about doing business with this team? Well, according to John Morosi, several free agents have actually reached out to the Blue Jays, gauging their interest in signing them. Oh, very interesting. Which is not something that happened in the past. I mean, you saw the team play this year: ninety-one wins, exciting baseball young talents left, right, and center. There's a lot of potential if things break the right way next year. Again, I feel like, I still think the Jays' best shot is with radical realignment. Absolutely. Get out of the division with the Yankees and the Red Sox. And the Rays. Remember, Um, the the Rays Rays still exist. The Rays do still exist. But they've got a chance. They've got a shot at 100 wins next year. Again, that's within their sights. As long as Charlie Montoyo doesn't, eh, let's put the back in, in, in the night. <laughs> so rama episode of the week. so rama episode of the week. So I have picked the origin of the we've tried everything and we tried nothing. And nothing's we tried everything. Nothing. Me, <laughs> Hurricane Nettie. Oh, oh, that's a good episode. We, we tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> well, welcome to the house that love built? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and then of course, we learn about Ned's beatnik parents. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where the meme comes from. We tried everything. We tried nothing. And it's not working, man. We tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. Um, (laughs) Progress to maximum aggression level. Progress to maximum aggression level. I have had sexual relations with your partner and or significant other. Now that's psychology. (laughs) Oh, man. And, of course, hmm, wind changing, dog acting weird, Dad, it's a hurricane. There's never been a hurricane in Springfield. Yes, but all the records from the Hurricane Center were lost mysteriously in 1974. The <laughs> dog? That must be the hurricane. Animals. The animals always know first. <laughs> then oh. back, you will all have a chance to be gouged. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, That was a great episode because we saw Flanders crack a little. Yeah. The Collingwood Mental Hospital? Yes. Ed Flanders. May God have mercy on us all. Mildred, wake up. I'm going into work. Where are my shoes? The living room. The living room. May God have mercy on us all. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Ned, you're so crazy. (laughs) From now on, if one of you upsets me, I'm going to tell you. And if you get me really upset, I'm going to run you down with my car. (laughs) You said crazy. Oh, great episode. What season was that in? Uh, I want to say eight. Very nice. And do you have an episode for us? I do. But first, I'm going to make my space age out of this world moon waffles. (gasps) Homer the Heretic. Homer, the heretic. I, however, have been having the greatest day of my life, and I went all to skipping church. <laughs> I'm whizzing in the shower, and no one seems to mind. Oh man, God! I gotta ask, what's the meaning of life? I'll tell you when you die. Oh, I can't wait that long. You can't wait six months. Do the math from that episode to the April Fool's episode. Six months. Six months. Everything uh, after that has just been a coma in Homer's dying brain. Who wears short shorts? I wear short shorts. Oh, I love that episode. <laughs> we have to protect our precious cargo. In the hot pants, I in the hot pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh a discount denim ring operating out of my car hold it's just saying random quotes the PTA is disbanded ah! no no it hasn't Yeah. <laughs> oh man Oh, I got I got to go re-watch more episodes of The Simpsons, which such such a hard, onerous thing to do. <laughs> such a terrible thing to do. Nuke the whales. I got nuke, Gotta something. nuke something. And if you don't have anything left to nuke, why don't you nuke the podcast by giving us a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice? That is a good transition. So we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Overcast. Anywhere you get podcasts beamed into your ear holes. And if you really like us, like Ben said, a five-star rating or a review. And if you give us a review, we'll read it out on the podcast, like we did with Cousin Mark. Oh, wait. Ah! <laughs> oh no, the chick's up! Run, easy, run! Ah! So, if you like that bit of nonsense, we just threw at your ear faces. Make sure to follow us on the social media platform of your preference. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as at TWI Ball. It's a fun place, except for the fact that it's evil. The Fro-gurt is also cursed. That's bad. But <laughs> it comes with sprinkles. Sprinkles are made of hydrogen peroxide. That's bad. Oh, <laughs> and of course if you like us personally as people you can follow us on social media as well jacob is at jms morris i'm at benjamin k bloom and if you don't like us as people but you like dogs as dogs follow follow the podcast mascot ampersand the puppy he is at ampersand the puppy on instagram because dogs are banned from twitter what would they say woof woof is what they would say yes they would say wolf, And bark. Indeed. Very thought-provoking. Yes. So, that brings us to the end of another thought-provoking episode of This Week in learn's Ball. Remember, if it wasn't here, was it really here? Yes. It's just over there. Oh. Well, then. For all of us here here at This Week at Blurts Ball, I'm Jacob Morris. I'm Ben Bloom. Thank you so much for joining us. Farewell from the world of tomorrow. Yes, eat all our shirts. Coming up next week on This Weekend Learns Ball. Wait, did you get an envelope? I did. What? How? how what? A podcast award? You won a poddy? I'd like to thank the academy, <laughs> uh, my parents, my dog. I'm getting played off already. No. Screw you. I'm of course! Uh, <laughs> da da da
1: da da oh my god,